Hello everyone, welcome to Men on Fire. My name is Mike Ren, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher. And each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be. Hey, one more thing before we get going. Are you feeling stressed, anxious, or frustrated these days? If you are, and you'd like a little help, go to calendly.com forward slash soul mechanic booking and book a 15 minute clarity call with me absolutely free. That's calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash soul mechanic hyphen booking. Also, if you're looking for an accomplished public speaker to speak in person or virtually at your next event or meeting, I can help you out there too. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that's, well, basically because I want to talk about it because it's been affecting me lately, and that is attitude. And in the past, I've used different ways to change my attitude in order to bring my my spirits up, uh, to think of more uh, positive mental things. And um, lately, um, I've just been a little bit down, lots going on, of course, um, you know, with the COVID-19 and and all those things, wanting to further my reach on my channel and my podcast and coaching people. Um, So I just want to uh, expand that as well. And to be quite frank, it's just not going as quickly as I would like, which, of course, is usual for most of us, right? So I thought we'd talk a little bit about attitude because it's such a huge thing. In, In my opinion, I think it's the biggest thing or the biggest common denominator why most of us can't get ahead in life and have problems becoming successful, however we define that. And the little difference is the attitude, the big difference in whether it's positive or negative. So there's not much difference between, really, when you think about it, not much difference between successful successful people and unsuccessful people, because many of the times they, you know, they're living pretty the same lives. It's just a matter of the way their thought pattern is, and much of that has to do with attitude. So one of the first things we have to realize is that negative is normal. It's absolutely normal to think negative thoughts and negative things are going to happen to us. That's just the way it is. We have to learn how to handle it. Life will throw us curveballs. Not everything is a bowl of cherries or a ton of fun. It's just not going to be that way. So life throws us curveballs and we have to try to figure out how to handle that and not just, you know, live in it or dwell on it. It's that old adage of, you know, the glass half full or half empty. 
The pessimist thinks it's half empty, and the optimist thinks it's half full. And they're both right. It's just a matter of attitude. So it starts to come back to us when we see so many negative things in the news. And that's happening so much lately. And uh, I can't blame anyone for really getting down. You know, we started to get a little bit better in a lot of this, uh, the COVID, COVID and coronavirus things. And now it's having a little bit negative effect again. A lot of countries are starting to uh, have more cases for whatever reason. I'm not going to get any of those reasons. And, and this is certainly not a, a political statement whatsoever. So I don't want to talk about that. But as victims, we're, well, we seem like we're victims when we're watching all that negative stuff that's happening, especially on the news, reading it somewhere online, in the newspaper, uh, wherever you're getting that news, it could be uh, Facebook is you know terrible for that there's so much honestly there's so much fake stuff on there please do not take everything for gospel that you read it's like uh the one of the tabloids right that really the, the old inquire tabloid that just made up stuff and uh, hopefully it's stuck and it it's the reason that we love to see this negative things that are happening to people is because then we can say to ourselves and our minds at least we're not saying it outwardly uh, but we're saying in our minds we're thinking wow i'm really glad i'm not that person or the, those victims of whatever i'm watching so we're glad we're not them so then this way we can justify our our lives our lives of playing it safe of not taking any chances and that in itself is a disease, in my opinion. And that comes back to attitude. And if we concentrate on what's wrong with society, we won't be able to concentrate on what's right with it either. So in many ways, the media and in some ways, you know, different politicians, whatever, there's, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists out there that have these, these theories. There's governments and entities that want us to just stay busy and want us to be too busy to think of being creative and becoming as powerful as we could actually be as human beings and just concentrate on all that negative stuff. Feed them the negative stuff. Get them... Uh, hooked on that because they'll see that just staying inside and being safe is the way to be because that's what they've become used to and Jim Rohn one of my um, early mentors he once said you know it's better to live 30 years being adventurous than standing in the corner for a hundred years and being safe so it's really not how long you live then, but how you live. So that again goes back to attitude. And people have different attitudes about everything and whether it's good or it's bad and good or bad are just two different words. They're just two things that are opposite ends of the spectrums. It doesn't really mean that uh, you're a good or bad person or anything like that by thinking some negative thoughts and having a bad attitude once in a while. However, it becomes a disease when you allow it to creep in 
for a long period of time. And there's actually seven diseases of attitude that I'm going to go over very quickly here. You know, we could get into each one of these in depth. And I do some of that on uh, from my coaching programs. However, right now, we're just going to kind of skim over them. So the first disease of attitude is indifference. And if you're indifferent, you just don't care about whether process A happens or process B happens. You just, well, that's okay. Whatever. Whatever happens is what happens. It is what it is. What a saying, so common saying that is, which really means nothing. Um, it just means you're a fence sitter. But the being so indifferent and not caring, it's living a, a mild form of life. So once again, you're that person that's standing in the corner for a hundred years, being fed and clothed and, and kept warm and living a hundred years versus somebody living an adventurous uh, life that's ex experiencing so many things. And that's the reason we're even here on this planet is to experience things. So sometimes we have to get out of that indifferent thought pattern and start getting out there and playing the game of life, not just being a bystander. And number two uh, disease, the second disease of attitude is indecision. And that's when you can't make up your mind. And, you know, a life full adventure is full of many decisions. If you would live an adventurous life, you, you've got to make a lot of decisions every day. Where am I going? What will I eat? What will I wear? How am I going to get there? Um, if you're just playing safe, sitting inside on the couch and your only choice is, you know, salt and vinegar or barbecue chips, you know, or what season of whatever show to watch on Netflix, you know, that's okay once in a while. If we all have down times and, and maybe we need to relax and uh, veg out on something and not think too seriously about some topics. But we can't live a life like that. What kind of life is that? It isn't a life in my opinion. And number three on the list of diseases of attitude is doubt. And doubt is like a plague, just like the, the virus that we're experiencing now. So doubt leads to self-doubt. So you might just have doubt about something working out or whether you're going to get financing or whether you're going to get a job or some that sort of thing. But then when things don't go right for a while, you get a lot of self-doubt and you stop believing in yourself. And I'm guilty of that too. And even just recently, I started to feel some self-doubt that I could accomplish certain things. But to get out of that, all you have to do is get back in the game. You know, give me a mitt coach and throw me the ball. Like I'll, I'll get in back in that game and get moving again. Because when you're sitting still, that's when doubt creeps in. And when you're moving, even though, you know, some of the pessimists might say, well, what if you go in the wrong direction? That's okay, because at least I'm going in a direction. And if I'm going the wrong one, I'm going to find out. If you're not going anywhere, you're not going to find anything out except having self. <laughs>
doubt and the understanding of your own self-worth is the beginning of the progress. And number four on the list of diseases of attitude is worry. Worry. What a useless thing this is. It's devastating. It's destructive to your, to your health, to your social life, to your family. It just breaks everything down because all you do is worry. And it's easy. Well, I won't say it's easy, but it's simple. Just give it up. What's it, what's it doing for you? Anyway, does it, does it make you feel like you're able to help someone? I mean, you know, if something's happening across the ocean in, in Europe, for example, and I feel bad for those people that are, maybe it's, there's a landslide or an earthquake and a bunch of people died. I feel empathy and sympathy. However, by worrying, I can't help them. My worry won't help them. If I could sit here and worry enough and actually make things better for them, then I'd worry all the time because I'm helping. And we could all worry together and they could, everything would be better around the world. But we can't. And worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it just doesn't get you anywhere. Okay, number five on the list of diseases of attitude is over caution. And this goes a little bit back to indecision as well. And it's too timid approach, timidity of, of, of being afraid to take action. And it's usually brought on by this saying, what if this happens? Have you said that before? I've said it a lot. Well, I'd like to do that, but what if this happens? Or what if that happens? Or what if this happens? Holy smokes, like you can just keep going on and on and on. And then that brings in the doubt, doesn't it? So a lot of these you can see are interconnected. And uh, with the overcaution, it's also when, when you say that, what if this happens? That's the language of unsuccessful people. The people who never get anywhere or reach any of their goals. They just play it timid and that's it because they're afraid of what if something happened? Yeah, what if something happened? Wouldn't that be great? At least something happened and then you can correct it. So move forward. Don't be over cautious. Number six on the list of the diseases of attitude is pessimism, which we touched on just a little bit there earlier. It's a deadly, deadly disease of always looking at the bad side. You're trying to find out what's wrong with things and not what's right. So it's almost like somebody standing in a, a beautiful cottage, looking at the staring to the west, looking at a beautiful sunset, but they can't see the sunset because all they see is the specks of dust and bugs or whatever on the window. They can't look past what's right in front of them to see the beauty. 
because all they're worried about is the bad side of things. Yes, I could look at the sunset, but you know, what if it harmed my eyes? Or what if I if I went outside to look at it, there's going to be bugs out there. One might want to sting me or bite me or whatever the case is. I I don't want to get too mesmerized by the sunset and then the sun goes go down and then it's going to be dark and then what if, what if, what if? And you just talked about that. So pessimism, being pessimistic, isn't a good trait. Now, being a little bit cautious about, you know, taking care of yourself and your health and the safety of others, absolutely. That's not being pessimistic, but always thinking that something bad is going to happen, not something good, always leads to something bad happening. So once again, thoughts become things. And the last one on the list, number seven of the diseases of attitude is complaining. If you spend five minutes complaining, that's five minutes of your life wasted. Because what has it brought you? It's similar to worry, isn't it? I mean, you can do it all you want, but it doesn't get you anywhere. You just complain about, you know, your car, your your spouse, your work. Uh, you don't have enough money. Complain, 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 complain. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting things out in the open. Maybe make a list of them. You know, I don't like this because of this, because of this, because of this. Now, how can I change it? And that's the key. To complain is to make a list and observe what is not what you want it to be. And then look for ways to change it. But if all you do is complain, it's just a, it's just a habit. You're addicted to it. And you can't get out of it. So it's like worry. If you can get rid of some of that worry and the addiction to complaining you're well on your way to making some huge changes in your life. Now, I once read a, uh, not a poem, but kind of a, a guide to attitude. And um, I couldn't find it anywhere, and I couldn't find it on the internet either, but I kind of wrote it out from what I can remember. And this is how it goes. It's, it's just entitled Attitude. And I have it written down here. I'm just going to read it from over here. Attitude is more important than the past. Attitude is more important than money. Attitude is more important than your circumstances. Attitude is more important than what people say or do to you. Attitude is more important than facts. Attitude is more important than intelligence. Attitude is more important than knowledge. Attitude is more important than your IQ. Attitude is more important than skills. Attitude is more important than aptitude. Attitude is more important than power. Attitude is more important than beauty. And if any of you watched the demise of the Toronto Maple Leafs last night on TV, which I saw most of, yes, the attitude of a hardworking group of players, a lunch bucket group of players, not as talented as the Leafs, took them down. They had a ton of skill, they didn't have the attitude or the work ethic to get it done once again. So attitude 
is huge. And Einstein said this about attitude. Weakness of attitude becomes weakness of character. It creeps in there. It's like a disease. And we went over those diseases of attitude. And this was another quote I found online. It was unknown. I don't know who said it. Attitude is a difference between an ordeal and an adventure. And we talked about adventures, right? Having an adventure in your life. So something affecting you saying like, wow, it's like you're, you're worried about it so much. It's, it's becoming a mountain into a, or a molehill into a mountain, right? And you can't just drift around and be what we talked about with indifferent and indecisive in life. Because when you're drifting, it doesn't get you anywhere. You can't get to the top of the mountain by drifting around the bottom in the valley. It just ain't going to work. You have to move forward and find out what attitude works for you. So attitude then is everything. It's everything to you and to your life, to make your life a, a life worth living. Gain that attitude, that positive mental attitude, PMA, positive mental attitude. Years ago, when I was just out of high school, I went to Toronto, Ontario, and I wrote my life insurance license. And I went to a school uh, uh, actually uh, sponsored by an insurance company called a Combined Insurance Company. And the leader of that school was W. Clement Stone. And that's what he had. He actually even gave us little coins that said PMA on it, positive mental attitude. And this man, W. Clement Stone, worked with people like Napoleon Hill. And in fact, they even wrote a book together later. And Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich, the classic book on self-development. And, you know, I was exposed to that so early in my life, yet I didn't do much with it. It just didn't click with me, not till later. But I still remember that now. And I thought, wow, it was, you know, my soul telling me, the universe telling me, this is what you need to be talking about. This is what you need to do in your life. But my, my eyes were closed and, and my, my mind was shut to all that. So don't let that happen to you. Make a difference. Grab the attitude, the attitude you need. Live 30 adventurous years. Who cares if you make it to 100 or 90? It doesn't matter. You know what? None of us are going to get out of this one alive. None of us. That's risk. That's what risk is. Life is risk. Don't be afraid to take risk. It's so risky, we're not going to make it. None of us are. You know, it's you can play it safe and and be afraid to do things and have that safe mentality and attitude, but really, you know, getting in your car is risky. Walking across the street is risky. Getting married is risky. It, it doesn't matter. You take risks every day. So why not take some risks and have an adventure and do what you want with your life. Take control. You can do this. And the attitude comes from our thoughts. And I've preached many times, thoughts become things. And they do. And you could imagine if your mind was a factory and it was, you know, thinking things all the time and producing things. And we put things into our mind, which could be like, you know, news, media, newspapers, whatever it is, whatever we're consuming, we're putting into our mind. 
and it's like an alloy of metals all going in there, getting mixed up. But they get impure. They're no longer good thoughts. And then because our mind is a factory and we're, we're melting all this metal, picture that as a molten steel factory, where they, a smelting factory where they made steel. And your mind tips down and through your mouth, this molten steel comes out and goes in these little carts on a conveyor belt. And when it's doing that, it's like your words, and that's what you're speaking. So what you're thinking comes out here, and it's very, very powerful, because thoughts becomes things, and your words bring it to life. So it goes on that conveyor belt in those little carts, and it goes down and becomes things, sometimes manifesting into physical things. Sometimes it just goes along and affects others. What you said affects others. And sometimes it just circles around and comes back again and gets dumped back in because it didn't go really go anywhere because we were too indecisive. We were too indifferent. We had too much worry. We were overcautious. We were pessimistic. We were busy complaining. And those are the diseases of attitude. So, Get yourself a great attitude, get out of the doldrums, get moving, get action, doing action. The way you can change your life in an instant is get up, get up off the chair right now, whatever you're doing, just get up and move. Nothing happens unless something moves. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to talk to you again very, very soon. Bye for now. Hey, are you having trouble living the life of your dreams? Guess what? You're not the problem. It's not that you're not smart enough, deserving enough, or even hardworking enough. The problem is that you haven't yet installed the one key belief that will change everything. Wanna know what it is? You're the one. That's right, you are the one. The world is waiting for you to give it that one special gift that only you possess. Wanna find out more? Head to my website at micaren.com to order my new trilogy, You're the One. The first two books are available together in an omnibus book with the exciting final installment of the series available soon. And while you're there, Download a free ebook or two to help make a difference in your life today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment, give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.